joining us online. There's a few people here in the house with us this morning, this evening. I'm not awake enough for this and it's the evening. Why don't you guys stand up and we'll uh, worship together tonight. And let praise be the weapon that silences the enemy. And let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. And let it rise. Let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Let it rise, let praise arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. For fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift him high. Let all creation cry. God, we praise you. Oh, 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 we praise you. Oh, 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 oh. Let faith be a song that overcomes the raging sea. Let faith be the song that calms the storm inside of me. Let it rise. Let faith arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. For fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift him high. With all creation cry, God, we praise you. Oh, 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 we praise you. Oh, 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 we praise you. Oh, 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 we praise you.
This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. For fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift him high. With all creation cry, God, we praise you. Oh, we praise you. Oh, we praise you. of the shore I trust the power of your word enough to seek your kingdom first beyond the barren place beyond the ocean waves when I walk through the waters I won't be overcome when I go through the rivers, I will not be drowned, my God will make a way, so I am not afraid, you keep the promises you made, there isn't one that is delayed. So I will not lose heart Here I will lift my arms And start to sing into the night My praise will call the sun to rise Declare the battle won Declare that it is done When I walk through the waters won't be overcome when I go through the rivers. I will not be drowned. My God will make a way. So I am not afraid when I am in the fire. I will not fear the flame. And I stand before the giant declaring victory. And my God will make a way. So I am not afraid And before me, behind me He's always beside me No shadow, no valley 
Fear the flame and I stand before the giants declaring victory. My God will make a way so I am not afraid. My God will make a way so I am not afraid. No, I am not afraid. No, I am not afraid. Father, we claim the victory we have in you. We claim that we have nothing to fear because the fire can't touch us. We can find our confidence and our hope in you. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Good evening. Thank you for joining us here for LifeHouse. Uh, we have a few people here in the room, and we have people joining us online. Uh, usually, Pastor Bobby monitors that online, and he sort of gives everyone a feeling. I'm not nearly as technically adept to do that and and uh, chew, sewing, uh, chew sewing gum. What is that? Chew chewing gum and walk at the same time or talk and all that stuff. I can't do all that. So I have some people that are watching. Bill Blaylock is, is monitoring online. So if you want to bring your com, uh, comments, Leslie Hunt is monitoring online. If there's something that we need to share, they're going to share that for you so I can share that with the group. So I invite you to do that. And also, I'd just like to give a word of encouragement. I remember one, one of the persons in this room is Donna Duval. I remember what you said several weeks ago, that you, you believe that, that this is going to change pretty rapidly as we move into uh, uh, more vaccinations and all of that kind of stuff. And, and I'm just claiming that promise. I remember that. And I just believe that God, that there is light at the end of the tunnel and the light's coming soon. And if you have not been here at church in a while and you want to check out a safe time to come to church where you don't have to worry about lots of crowds, join us here in person on Wednesday night. I think uh, you would find that you have probably 25, 30 feet between people if you want it to be. You don't, you don't have to be real close to people. And, uh, and, and you're going to get some great worship leading. Uh, I just appreciate uh, the worship leading that Jordan has given us, just such quality that's there. Uh, you may not, you, I notice he really, he, not just the music quality is good, but, but you put your heart and your soul, uh, the word of God into it. He's, he's praying, meditating on what we're going to be uh, learning about and, and, and addressing. And so I just appreciate you doing that, Jordan. So it's, it's a great time to come and, you, and you're worried about maybe getting or concerned about maybe getting out and making those first foray out into a church setting. This is a great setting. So I want you to uh, maybe uh, consider joining us next week. It should be a great time. So 
I just wanted to throw that out to you. But if you want to stay online, we'll keep it online, and it's still there. It's still there for you. Um, One of the things we do at LifeHouse is those people that make decisions and they want to be uh, members of this church, we we, uh, share those decisions and we make a formal vote. So um, we have 2,000, almost 3,000 members of the church and about the 15 people in here, you get to vote for 3,000 people. Isn't that great? Okay. How many of you uh, are in agreement that Kendall Herlong should be a member of Anastasia Baptist Church by baptism? If you're in agreement, would you give a hearty amen? Amen. 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 Okay. And so Kendall Herlong, when we get her baptized, she'll be an official member of the church. Um, We are uh, just as a matter of announcements in our worship folder. Uh, our LifeHouse folder, it notice, notes that we have a congregation meeting this Sunday at 4 o'clock p.m. Congregation meetings that happen four times a year. It's when we make decisions that affect every single one of our campuses. Okay, these are, these are uh, four times a year that the church uh, gets to do business for the church. And we have time where we just worship and enjoy the fellowship with one another. So I hope you can come out. It's going to be in the Christian Life Center. And we have some things that we do in February. One of the things that we do is we go over last year's uh, cash flow statement. You see how the Lord blessed us. And, and can I, I, just don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody, okay? But um, one of the things we're going to report is that we had a budget, our cash flow surplus of over $400,000 this past year. Isn't that, praise God, praise God. You know, we worry if God's going to take care of us, you know, he will, he will find a way, okay? He, he gets us through the storm. Um, so praise God for that. Um, we want to go into a time of prayer. I uh, want to go into a time of prayer. And so um, if you have a prayer request, I, I invite you to share it with me. We ha- and you hear some banging going on if you're here in the house. What they're doing is they're replacing the roof on this sanctuary, and they're almost finished. And we said, instead of coming back tomorrow morning, we said, just finish it. We'll handle the bumps, right? Can you handle some bumps? Can you hear me? I will speak over the hammers, okay? And we're going to have a roof that doesn't leak. Praise God. <laughs> so, okay. And, but they, they should be almost, almost finishing up there. Uh, but we have uh, those that have birthdays. Um, one that's not on the list here because she's no longer a member. She moved out of town. But some of you may know Geneva Silverio. Geneva Silverio was, uh, was a member of this church before she went to be closer to relatives. And her, um, uh, her husband was the founding pastor of Calvary Baptist Church, which is now Turning Point at Calvary. Today, Geneva turned 100 years old. And... Uh, just, uh, yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. And I hear, I'm not on Facebook. I hear she posts regularly on Facebook. So if you can find her on Facebook and give her a happy birthday, um, you know, uh, we're just grateful for her. Just a sweet Christian lady. Um, the prayer request, you see the other people that have birthdays that are coming up. And then you see uh, in the hospital, it says we have Brian Kaufman. He's at Baptist. And then also there's someone that, that, uh, just heard about this afternoon on the way here, Sarah Connors. Sarah Connors is the mother of our church member, Kathy LaSavage, and she had a very, very serious stroke. She's at Baptist downtown, and 
And it's, it's very, very critical and very serious. And would you please pray for Sarah Connors, Kathy LaSavage's mother. Um, they're just asking that we lift that up in prayer. Uh, we, do we have other people that are in hospital or sick that you would like to add to the list? If you want to maybe just put that online. Yes, Bill. Okay, Patricia online uh, says pray for her friend Marcia. Her, uh, okay, pray for her friend that's having a lumpectomy, right? So we want to pray for Patricia's friend. Okay, yes. And it, yes, Donna. Yes. Um, for those of you that might not have heard it, especially those online, uh, Donna's saying she has a cousin who passed away from COVID and the wife of this cousin had a surgery just before the husband passed away. A colostomy that was supposed to be a temporary colostomy and supposed to be reversible, but because of COVID and not being able to uh, get back to have that reversal because hospitals were closed up and, and things like that, or at least limiting what they did. Um, a lot of scar tissue has developed, and they were not easily able to reverse it. And now she's gone to see experts at Johns Hopkins. We want to pray for, because that's life-changing. We want to pray that they can reverse this. So we want to pray for this, for this cousin's wife. We want to pray for her. Wow, wow. Well, it's been a hard, hard year, and for her, very, very hard. Okay, okay. I ask that you pray for my mother. Um, uh, my mother uh, got COVID end of December, and she's struggling hard, and she is, she is recovering, but very, very, very slowly, and I'm just claiming the power of Jesus' name for the healing. So uh, pray for her. That's where I was last week, and uh, that's where I will be next week. Because uh, uh, she she's still not at that place where she really needs to be at home uh, alone. Because there's oxygen and other things that need to be uh, taken care of. So, uh, and mom, if you're listening, hi. Um, not wanting to give all your business away, but but just say we're praying for you and and uh, love you a lot. Um, any other prayer requests of those that might be having health issues? Okay, then. Um, uh, then there are other we there are those in the nursing homes those recovering from uh, then in homebound uh, we want to pray for those people we have military people we have missionaries we want to keep them in our prayers are there any other prayer requests of any kind that you want to mention before we go to the Lord in prayer Let, let's pray Lord Jesus in the power of your name Jesus Lord we know that you are the great healer and Lord you said if 
if your people who are called by your name would humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, then you'd hear our prayers. You'd, you'd hear from heaven, Lord. You'd, you'd forgive our sins. You'd heal our land. And, Lord, we need that. We need that, Lord. We pray for healing in this land like we've never had healing before, Lord, because we need it like we've never needed it before. And, Lord, I pray that you heal our, our, our bodies. Heal our spirits. Lord, I was reminded just in the last day or two of those uh, that have been dealing with the aftermath of a loved one who committed suicide and how hard that is, Lord. And I pray you bring hope to those people, Lord. Right now, I pray your spark of hope would be there, uh, Lord, uh, to bring just that healing and comfort that's needed in a very difficult time, not just of grief, but all the extra extra emotions that are there. Lord, I thank you that you overcome. Lord, I thank you for uh, people that live long lives like Geneva Silverio, like Mary Edmund, who we celebrated her life in this room today, lived to be 100 years old in several months. And Lord, you show your blessing and, and we thank you for the sweet people that we get to know. Lord, I thank you that you give us medicines Lord, any healing comes from you, and Lord, that you're using some medicines to, to bring healing to this nation. And Lord, I pray that, that healing would happen fast. Lord, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Lord, help us to be faithful. Lord, help us to help us to embrace the healing that you give us, Lord. And Lord, help us to worship in your presence, unconcerned about anything else other than just bringing glory to your amazing name. Lord, we love you. We give you praise and glory for everything good. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. And all God's people said, amen. Every breath that I am able 
It's good to be with you today. I was uh, I was looking at some news feeds, and uh, someone made a suggestion. I just sort of did it because it, it just reminded me how long this year has been. To anybody else, has this year seemed like really, really long? The a year that would never, ever, 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 ever end. And uh, they suggested, why don't you search in your text messages? Open up your text messages or email. You know, you can search a phrase. When was the first time you texted the word COVID or coronavirus? <laughs> and I looked at that. And uh, for me, if you want to, it, just tell me that's fine. For me, it was February 2nd last year. And uh, I, was, I was representing our church. I, I, was, uh, I came back. I've not shared this with you too much because, um, because of some uh, security issues. But I was coming back from a country that we have a church plant in. And uh, in this country, they were ordaining licensing to the gospel ministry. Uh, the pastor that we support, we have this daughter church in this Central Asian country. And uh, there's this pastor there, and he's so faithful. He's so good. And, and uh, they were licensing him to the gospel ministry. And part of the deal of licensing him is, would you come and, and speak? And I, I came, I was honored to represent the church and see such great people. And I just want you to know that the impact of Anastasia is literally worldwide. And there are people that say, we love Jesus because Anastasia Baptist Church poured into our area. And there's an area in this country in South and South Central Asia where there wasn't a church five years ago. Now there are two churches because of the work, uh, because of the work of those people there, uh, but also because of the, the support of Anastasia Baptist Church. You may have heard Heather Carlton share Two weeks ago, you know, uh, what about sending missionaries who are uh, the south of the equator missionaries? Well, this is one of those that we support. He's an, in, he's an indigenous leader, 
in that area. We support him. He's not one of, he's not one of us that are just going over there. He lives there. He knows the language. He's, he, that's, that's his home. And because of your investment, there are now two churches. And uh, praise God for that. But it was on the um, way back that uh, I was asked to, um, they asked, they changed my flight back because I was supposed to fly through Shanghai, China. And this was about the time when things were shutting down. And so flights were changed and things were canceled. And I was delayed and uh, finally got out through, an, um, through Tokyo uh, rather than through China. But that was the first time I texted the word coronavirus because I had to tell people I not, may not make it back quite in time because of this thing that they're calling coronavirus that I really didn't know about a whole lot before I left. But coming back, it really impacted uh, the travel. And it's amazing how things impact us. Um, we're, we're talking about things that are new and I want to talk about a new covenant. Do you know how many, how, do you know how many covenants there are in the Bible? People disagree on this. There's not really a right answer. Seven. Yeah. Seven is a, is a number that a lot of people, they count seven covenants in the Bible. That's exactly right. Some people count three. Uh, the big two are old Testament and new Testament and Testament means covenant. So there, there's, there are two big covenants, but really, um, there are seven probably commonly accepted covenants uh, in the Bible. The first one was that covenant in Eden. In Eden, that, that covenant with, with Adam and, uh, and Eve. And uh, it says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. That was the first covenant. He said, I've given you every plant yielding seed, uh, every beast on the earth and to every bird of the heavens that creeps everything that has breath of life. I've given every green plant for food. And so um, that's, that was the first covenant. The next covenant was the covenant of Noah or the Noahic, if you want to be real technical, but the Noah covenant. And uh, that was the one where he said, go and refill the earth, multiply the earth again. Uh, but then also he made that covenant that he would not destroy the earth by flood. Uh, then the next one would be that covenant with Abraham. There's a covenant with Abraham. Remember that covenant? He said, um, you're going to get this promised land. That was part of the covenant. And you're going to have many, many descendants. And then all you need to do is two things in that one. You have to be faithful and you have to submit to circumcision. So anyway, thank you, Abraham. Then there's the Mosaic covenant. Uh, Mosaic covenant, Exodus chapter 19 through Exodus chapter 24, uh, that covenant. And that was a covenant that established the children of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob as the um, as the nation of Israel. And that was the covenant with, that established Israel as a holy nation. So, And that's the one that we have the Ten Commandments. Yeah, the Ten Commandments, part of that, uh, part of that. And in the middle of that Exodus going out, there's another covenant that uh, they made with the priests, the, the, the covenant with Aaron. And, and you can find that in Numbers 18. And basically that covenant was... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you as a priesthood, and I have a covenant. Uh, I'm not going to give you land. There's no, there's no land ever given to the tribe of Levi, no, no, uh, nothing for the tribe of Aaron, for the family of Aaron, the clan of Aaron within the tribe of Levi. 
But he said, you will, have, you will not have inheritance of land, but uh, I'm going to be your portion. And you're going to be able to receive from the offerings that people bring. And that was the covenant he made with them. Uh, who can tell me what the next covenant would be? King David. Yes, there was a King David covenant. And a King David covenant was one that um, uh, King David, uh, that was one that, that there was going to be a uh, someone on the throne from the house of David on the dynasty uh, forever and ever and ever. He was giving the throne in the dynasty. That's Second Samuel chapter 7. And so that's the, the Davidic covenant. So what is that? That's Eden, Noah, Abraham, Moses, the priests, Aaron and the Davidic covenant. And then we have one more covenant. And that covenant is called the new covenant. And so I want to talk about the new covenant uh, today. Before, I mean, how, how many of these covenants do we need to be worried about keeping? Now, unless you are a priest of Aaron, you really don't have to worry about that one, right? How many of these covenants do you need to keep? It's a trick question. <laughs> one. Well, it's the new covenant. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why in a little while. We don't have to keep seven covenants. God gave us a new covenant that replaces all the other covenants. So let me, let me uh, we're going to Je- uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. And uh, this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. When I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. That's, that's the covenant of Moses that made them a nation. Okay. My covenant that they broke though. I was their husband declares the Lord for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days declares the Lord. I'll put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord for I will forgive their iniquity. I will remember their sin no more. This is the new covenant. Thus says the Lord who gives the sun for light by day and the fixed order of the moon and the stars for light by night who stirs up the sea so that its waves roar and the Lord of hosts is his name. If this fixed order departs from before me, declares the Lord, then shall the offspring of Israel cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, if the heavens can be measured and the foundations of the earth below can be explored, then I'll cast off all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, declares the Lord. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. When the city shall be rebuilt for the Lord from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate and the measuring line shall go out further straight to the hill Gareb and shall turn to Goah, the whole valley of the dead bodies and the ashes and all the feeds as far as the brook of Kidron to the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall be sacred to the Lord. It shall not be plucked up or overthrown anymore. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this new covenant. We thank you that that you have invested in us, you've promised to us, and that you're faithful. And Lord, uh, we give this to you in your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So we have these covenants. 
And, and you know, when we have covenants, sometimes we make promises, we make oaths, we make, we make decisions, we make resolutions. Sometimes we feel like we need to renew those, right? You ever made New Year's resolution where you want to renew uh, the covenant? Uh, they, they were, there were times of renewal for all these covenants. Uh, they renewed the, the covenant that Moses had before they went to the promised land. They had to renew that, that covenant because even though it was just 40 years old, they broke it over and over and over again. Uh, Joshua had to renew the covenant with the people. Samuel had to call the people to renew the covenant. Hezekiah called the people to renew the covenant. Josiah, uh, he also did the same thing. Over and over again, they renewed the covenant because the blessings of these kind of revivals, these renewals didn't last. Um, you know, we need renewal, but when the renewal is just something that's outward, and that's how these first covenants were, they were outward. Renewal can only only be temporary. You know, it, it's good to have renewal, but it's like it's like taking a bath. You know, when you take a bath, it gets you clean, but it only lasts for a while, right? Because I had a shower, you know, um, in, in January, I, I had a shower. It doesn't mean that I'm never going to have to have a shower again. Just because I've been renewed by the Lord doesn't mean I, I don't need to be renewed again. I need to be renewed every day, right? Right? Showers are good, but they don't last forever, okay? Um, the same principles apply to, to renewal spiritually, and they apply the same to a nation, to a church, uh, to an individual. We, we need renewal. Um, a nation that's built on a foundation of moral principles or spiritual principles, we need renewal because if you don't have renewal, the foundation decays. But uh, for the people of Israel and, and in those early covenants, first six covenants, mere renewal was coming to an end because renewal wasn't good enough. It was time for a, a new covenant. He declared a new covenant that was replacing all the other covenants. It didn't mean the outward stuff wasn't important, but he said, I'm replacing. I'm going to give you a new covenant. And notice that this is a covenant that's, that really is conditioned on what God is going to do. And, and I notice in the covenant, if you look in that passage, uh, that you see God, what God says he's going to do. This is what I will do. And I just want to focus on those I will statements, what God does in the new covenant. First, it says in verse 32, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Um, we don't bargain with God, right? He makes, he, makes the, he makes the promises, and we follow those promises. And he said, this is going to be a different covenant. They had a covenant. He says, it's not going to be like the one that I made with their fathers on that day where, I, where he literally took them out of the hand, out of Egypt, out of danger, through the Red Sea. I mean, he was just as close to them as they could possibly be. And then very soon thereafter, they broke that covenant. Um, the, and that's because the old covenant was outward. And you can change. I, I think you can change outward behavior for a while. But unless there's an inward change, I don't think the outward stuff really lasts. I don't think it, it really lasts. You know, the, um, the foundation, the, the stuff of sin. Have you noticed, you know, Jesus said that the sin, the sin of the mouth, that really comes out of the heart. Well, obedience, purity, that comes out of the heart too. 
all this outward stuff, if it's not a reflection of your heart, it's just something that's going to pass away. And so something has to change on the inside. And so there needs to be a new foundation. So I'm, I'm going to make this covenant. And that new foundation was not the stuff that we do. The foundation was what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It's, the, it's, it's his crucifixion, his sacrifice, and then his resurrection. And the covenant that Jesus made is made everything else obsolete for salvation purposes made it obsolete for salvation purposes. You are saved through faith in Jesus Christ alone because Jesus Christ paid the penalty for our sins. That's, that's basically what the new covenant is. And we don't have to get real complicated with it. We don't have to get off track with it. We don't have to say, this is what you really need to, to live that life uh, of salvation and, and have heaven. It's faith, placing your faith in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And, and so that's the, that's the new covenant. And he says, um, if you were to look at Hebrews chapter 8, it actually goes word for word almost, uh, this Jeremiah 31 passage. And at the end of the quote in Hebrews um, chapter 8, in verse 13, it says, in speaking of the new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Everything that we know Everything that we do, we interpret through what Jesus Christ did. Uh, he's the criterion for interpretation for everything. We look at everything in the Bible through who Jesus is and what he did for us. So that's because Jesus, God, made the new covenant, and, and he did that through Jesus Christ. And, and so he's making the covenant. It's his covenant. He's the one who's deciding the terms. The second I will statement is this. It's in verse 33. He says, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after these days, those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And um, he's talking about transformation here. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a covenant. It is a covenant of transformation. It's not just a covenant of action. It's a covenant of what's going on. And, and like I said earlier, the new covenant is all about character so we can love the Lord. Uh, it's, 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 it's spiritual. It's new heart. Um, and like I said earlier, the start of sin, that's an inward thing. The start of purity, that's an inward thing as well. So he's saying, I'm put the law within them and I will write it on their hearts. And then uh, the next part. And so we know, we know the law of the Lord. Do you realize that we understand sin to some degree, just because we have the presence of the Lord in us? Did you know that, that we have this tendency to sin, even from a very early age? I remember my kids. I remember my daughter, Beth, and uh, she's crawling, okay? She is crawling on the ground. She cannot walk yet, and she's down on the ground, and one of the things she is attracted to is electrical outlets, okay? Because you've never seen an electrical outlet it's got, it looks like a little face, okay? You got little, two little dots there and one in the middle looks like a face. It's, it's attractive to kids. They see things that look like a face, want to go to it, want to go touch it. And I remember, I remember just, she went trying to touch one that apparently we had not covered over like we tried to. And, and I tried to, and I told her, don't do that and stop and pulled her away. And she goes right back to it and getting ready to touch it. And then I pulled her away again. And then she goes over to it to the third time. And this time before she touches it, she looks back at me and smiles. 
Okay. She looks back at me and smiles. She knew she wasn't supposed to do it, but she was going to do it anyway. That, you know, from very early on, we have this tendency to do what we shouldn't do. Okay. We have that knowledge, basic knowledge of right and wrong early on. And still we sin. We have a sin nature in us. And he says, and, and even though we have the sin nature now in this covenant, God puts the law in our hearts. We know it from the beginning. We don't have to be taught certain things. There are certain things God lets us know. Um, and then he goes on. And here's another part of the covenant. He says, I will be their God and they will be my people. This is verse 33. I'll be their God and they'll be, and, and uh, they shall be my people. And what this is saying is the new covenant is not based on action. It's based on relationship. I have a relationship with the Lord Almighty. You have a relationship with him. Relationships are so much more important than rules. How many of you, how many of you feel like a relationship grows better either by talking face-to-face or by email, okay? How many of you think that your relationship grows better by sharing emails? Raise your hand. How many think that your relationships grow better when you get to talk face-to-face? Yeah. And that's what it is. Our relationship with God is not based on a book, although he shares his word. It really is a relationship. That, That book tells us about the relationship. It's directions about how to find God. And how to, how to be with him and how to, how, to, how to trust him. But it's not a replacement for him. It's about a relationship. I will be their God. They'll be my people. Did you know God loves you? He loves you with an enduring, forever, lasting love. Everything about the gospel is based on that, okay? And, and because of that, he, he says in verse 34, And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me. Um, we can teach tenets. We can, we can teach practices. We can teach good habits. I mean, discipleship is a good thing. We need to be teaching these things. But there's one thing God gives us. That, that's who he is. And we can all know the Lord. If you want to seek the Lord, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart. That's what the Bible says. And so uh, we shall, and, and there'll be a day. There'll be a day in the new heaven where everyone will know the Lord. This is, this is also talking um, end times. Uh, this is also talking um, big pictures. You, uh, when the fulfillment of this is ultimately fulfilled, you won't have to say, um, this is how you know the Lord. Everyone's going to know the Lord because they're going to be in his presence. This is how this new covenant gets ultimately fulfilled. And intimacy with God is the greatest gift we can have. Um, to be able to trust in him. During those hard times, I'm uh, I'm amazed, and, and not, I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about myself. Okay, can I, can I talk about myself and confess something about myself? That even myself, even as a pastor, how much I take for granted my intimate relationship with God, even when I, I take my time. Uh, day by day to be with him in those devotional times. But sometimes it's just sweet time. And sometimes I'm going through the motions. Can I just confess that? That's just how it is. Uh, for me, I try for it not to be that way. But sometimes I, I'm, I'm going through the motions because I'm wanting to get through my day. Um, and taking intimacy with God, it's such a beautiful gift. And just taking that for granted. 
but it's the greatest gift we have. That's what eternal life is. He said, they will know me. I'll be their God and they shall be my people. We're going to know God. That's what eternal life is, isn't it? John 17, verse 3. Jesus said, and this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. Eternal life means being in the presence of, of, of the Father. That's what it is. It's life forever with Jesus in heaven. That's eternal life. It's knowing God. Uh, and so this will, be, this will be universal for those that are in heaven. Um, another part of this covenant, God made a covenant in this new covenant that we get to know him through the blood of Jesus Christ, okay? Um, we, uh, he also says he will we'll, we'll, we'll be his people and, and he will be our God. Um, it also says that, that we're going to have some understanding because of the Holy Spirit in us. We're going to have some understanding of that which is right and that which is wrong, the, the law in our hearts. But also, in this new covenant, he's going to forgive our sins. And it's not going to be a temporary thing. He's going to forgive our sins. Verse 34, I will forgive their iniquity and I'll remember their sin no more. Um, and uh, forgiveness of sins, and that's a permanent sort of thing. And I love that. Forgiveness is, for us as humans, we struggle with that. Okay? We're strugg- we struggle to get to the threshold of actually forgiving people. But then also, once we get through that threshold, sometimes uh, we struggle with keeping the forgiveness because something will keep coming up to our mind. But that's not how it is with God. And here's something really remarkable in Jeremiah 31. He says, he says, God says, it is more likely for me to suspend the laws of nature than to go back on my promise to forgive you. That's what he says. It is more likely that I'm going to suspend the law of nature. Look at verse 35. It says, Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for light by day, the fixed order of the moon and stars for light by night, who stirs up the sea so its waves roar, the Lord of hosts. If this fixed order departs, if I suspend all that stuff going on, if, I, if that stops, then I won't forgive your sin. He says it in different words. But then, then shall the offspring of Israel cease. Then shall I not keep this covenant, all the promises of this covenant. Do you realize God's forgiveness is so strong that it is stronger than the order of the universe? That's powerful. Man, that's powerful. He says, uh, uh, if the heavens above can be measured and the foundations of the earth below can be explored, that's the time when I will not keep this covenant. Well, you know, we, we think we can explore all, the, all that's in the oceans. We can't. Okay, some people are saying that. And they say we can measure the universe. I mean, they can, they can see as far as they can see, but they can't see as far as God. God's forgiving nature is enduring. His covenant with us is enduring, and nothing's going to make it go away. Uh, and then the last part of this covenant is, is talking about the fulfillment. He says he's going to make the new covenant He's going to put it um, in our hearts. Uh, he's going to write it on our hearts. He's going to be our God. We're going to be his people. He's going to forgive our sins. And it emphasizes that all this is what God does. This is what God does. It's, it's not based on, on us. We just have to accept the gift of the covenant. Um, the old covenant was, this is what you do. This is what you eat. This is how you behave. These are the ceremonies. These are the, the uh, interactions. So, but uh, 
the new covenant is not one that we keeps. We keep, excuse me. It's one that he keeps. So what do we do? What do we do? We trust Jesus. That is it. We trust Jesus. Uh, if you think about all the covenants in, in, in the Bible that have to be kept, I just trust Jesus. And that's what it's all about. You want new life? You want to talk about things that are new? I don't have to give you new secrets. I don't have to tell you the untold story. I don't have to give you the, the hidden gems that nobody else knows. Because he wrote it out here just so very clearly. There's a new covenant, a new covenant in his blood. You trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. He's going to forgive your sins. He's going to open up heaven. He's going to give eternal life. He made the covenant. That covenant is going to be in your heart. You're going to know him. You're going to experience forgiveness. It's all about him. So uh, if you had a choice of how to live, do I, am I going to live a life of do's and don'ts? Or am I going to live in the new covenant? I'm going to pick the new covenant every time. Right? That's all I got, guys. <laughs> That's all I got. Anyway, we're going to have a word of prayer. Pastor Bobby will be back with you next. Uh, and just, just go out and, and just tell people. Tell people about Jesus. We're not going to make life complicated. We need to be telling people about how to receive Jesus as Lord. And it's not complicated. Trust him for the forgiveness of your sins. Follow him as Lord. That's it. That's it. And we'll get the rest of the details as we grow in Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for giving us this time. Uh, Lord Jesus, I pray that you will uh, bless us as we go out. Lord, sometimes we just make life complicated. And we make life hard. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you'd help us to, to stay with simple, pure faith, the faith of a child. Lord, help us to trust in you. And Lord, receive all that you want us to have. Lord, I pray that we'd have a faith that we would, we would make simple enough that we would share it with somebody else, simple and true. And Lord, in everything, we give you the glory. Send us out in your grace and peace. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for being here. <laughs>